What is real? What is not real? And what is only acceptably real? Joe. Hi, Jerry. Hey, let's talk about monsters. Monsters. I'm not talking about Monsters, Inc. either. Like like actual monsters. What do you mean? Monsters. Well, okay. I'm talking about... What is it called when it's it's an animal that... Cryptozoology, I guess. Cryptozoology. But I also want to include in this things like the Jersey Devil and stuff like that. Because I know you have read and studied that a lot. I have not. And every time you talk to me about it, it's fascinating. And and here's what, for, for our listeners who have been listening, thank you for one thing. And also... I'm, I'm going to bring up something that we brought up in our last episode about ghosts, about us possibly living in a simulated reality that's called the simulation theory. I'd like to carry that over to this one because that would also kind of explain some of these things. Now, if you haven't listened to that, I'll just, let's sum it up in a, you know, a quick little thing. Even Neil deGrasse Tyson says that, the chances are much higher that we are living in a simula- simulation than not. And if we are living in a simulation, nothing really prevents these anomalies anomalies from existing in our reality. So, and, and, and the Jersey Devil is a perfect example because couldn't that be like the Avatar of someone from outside a reality jumping into it to screw with us. That's exactly what I would do. <laughs> oh man. That it could be that it could be, you know, can, can the you, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, it could be werewolves. Tell me about the Jersey Devil. And and what is that other one you were telling me about that we should actually go out and research at the the actual places where the the disturbances occurred. Mothman? Mothman? Yeah. Wait, was it Mothman? Mothman? Oh man! No, yeah, it, was, there was, it was like a local one. Local, the Dover. Okay, so I'm gonna name a bunch and just tell me if these sound familiar. There's Dover Demon. There's the Jersey Devil. There's a Mothman. Uh, Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Uh, Chupacabra. Yeah. Uh, Scooby Doo found him. Scooby Doo <laughs> did. Um, big Sasquatches. Wendigo. Well, these uh, are Mad all Gasser, sounding. Mattoon. Springfield Jack. I mean, come on, man. Springfield There's Jack. So many. There's a Springfield worms. Jack is the one you were telling me about, I think. Spring. Okay, so Springfield Jack. Now Springfield Jack. I yeah, thought so you said he, Springfield. Like, well, he, you know, he had these shoes with attached springs. There were something like springs. That's what people had said that they were. And this was back in I am um, years and years and years ago. Like, thank uh I want to say 1800s. Could uh-huh. be wrong on that. I don't know exactly. Forgive me. Um, but they they would say that he would attack people um, and jump and leap, leap super great distances and actually just brief and brief fire and all this crazy stuff. Things things that you do if 
if they were if they were outside our simulation and they pressed what is it left right left right b a it's not a code yeah yeah <laughs> exactly there you exactly. go that's exactly what happened um actually i went to uh art school for a little bit for a year and i had taken these old uh nice penny loafers took these penny loafers that i found i think at a thrift shop uh-huh. and i found springs these springs at a local uh kind of science uh sciencey store and i t- went to the wood shop and I, I attached these springs to these shoes and i wore them around the school and <laughs> people keep people kept commenting on them and then i had them on display out in the hall and everything like that it was really cool uh, and i would talk about spring hill jack and he was one of my favorite kind of uh I don't. I don't want to say he's a cryptozoological creature by any means. I. I think personally it was maybe a hoax at, at some point. But it, w- it was a man, and he would attack, like said to attack people, and he was said to maybe sexually assault women, and he would get away by leaping with these these shoes and breathe fire and. See, to me, different crazy stuff. That that is a, that is a griefer in. In, in a in a simulated reality, that's that's like I used to play Second Life all the time, uh-huh. and that is exactly what someone would do in Second Life. With they would have all these extended abilities and come in and do something crazy like that, or they would fill the entire the entire uh, island you're on or something with all these bouncing cubes or or I I, I think I think a lot of these things are. That's what I think they are. I mean, if if they're really real, and, and or I would say acceptably real, it's yeah. got to be something like that, like a prankster or something. Yeah, yeah. interdimensional um, prankster. Uh, what, what is your uh, favorite monster? Or or oh man, Sasquatch. Big Sasquatch. Point. I love Sasquatch. Now, when I was growing up. Uh, Think elementary school. Think back to first kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. Uh-huh. Um, our library at our school had this section about Bigfoot. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm pretty sure I was like the only kid checking these books out. <laughs> I read them back and forth. I checked them out multiple times. I wanted to be a cryptozoologist and chase Bigfoot. You know, there was this famous story of Bigfoot and kidnapping uh, this guy, Albert. I, I always pronounced it Oisman, but I've also heard it Osman. Um, when he was camping, he was on a camping trip by himself and he was dragged by a Bigfoot across miles and miles of rough mountainous terrain and, uh, basically taken to a family of Bigfoot that he described and he escaped, uh, at some point by giving them the dad of the pack chewing tobacco and the dad ate it and he's freaking out. And that's all the Sasquatch family was all disturbed and he was able to get away and tell the story. Um, so that's one of the more famous Bigfoot things I've heard, but I've always been fascinated by that one clip that you will uh, famously see when you're researching Bigfoot. Of um, yeah, we've the, all know, seen guy, that one. Yeah, the guy on his you know, horse and he's he's racing and he sees a Bigfoot like walking. You know, it's the iconic Bigfoot image. Yeah. Um, but I've always I've always really loved that idea of that. You know, that we don't really know everything. We don't know everything as a species. And that's one of those things that's still a mystery. You know, it's the final frontier. Well, I mean, we thought coelacanth fish were were millions of years extinct until they discovered that they were catching them and selling them in a fish market 
down what what was it South America? I don't, I don't remember. But now you could get them in aquariums. Huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're like oh go. oh they're still around. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't. It's not like we found a woolly mammoth or anything, but you know. But I think that that we're so into this whole big brother has us surrounded, right? That we think that the government knows everything about everything that exists in the wilderness and about our lives and everything like that. And that it's not really the uh, the true reality. Maybe it's the acceptable reality we live in, but it really is. It still is mysterious, and it still is the unknown, and that's what I love about it, and that's what I've always loved about this kind of stuff. It it, it really does seem like we live in a culture now that thinks that we know everything, and mm-hmm. that we've explored everything, and the reality oh, yeah. is that that's an illusion. There's a huge amount of stuff that is still unknown and still unexplored, mm-hmm. and and still unexplainable. And I, I love the fact that you can go on the internet and find a sheriff's deputy's car cam video of an unknown creature that people are calling the chupacabra. Yes. That I know exactly what video he's chasing it down and it runs and all of a sudden, all of a sudden it turns its head and it yeah. looks to the left and you see its face and you're like, what the, is that, you know, yeah. you're like, what kind of, like, that's not a dog. What? That's not a, no. And, and. I've heard people try to pass it off one thing or another, but has it actually been, had anybody actually proven that it is like a hairless coyote or a, or a pig with mange? Wait, that didn't make sense. But you know, (laughs) from, from everything I've heard that it is still an unknown creature who knows if it's actually a chupacabra, but that's what some people had deemed it. That is definitely an unknown animal right mm-hmm. there in the desert, you know, and that was on the American side of the border. Was it not? That was in the United no, States. It was. It was. Yep. So it was it New it Mexico or Arizona or somewhere around there, or maybe it was Bo- Texas. And boys and girls, if you're interested in this video at all, just type into Google, uh, sheriff catches video of Chupacabra and you'll yeah. find it. You'll know what we're talking about. Um, it's very fascinating, and but back to the Jersey Devil. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, the Jersey Devil is this creature that, like, said to roam southern New Jersey. There's this picture of it that I saw, and it looked like a little had wings, like like a, a pterodactyl type, and it sort of had like this camel kind of face. What was it? Um, an actual picture, or was it a rendition? It was a drawing. Oh, it was a drawing gotcha. of kind of like eyewitness events. And so there are different stories about people driving and this thing like swooping in and like stuff like that. And they, you know, people were comparing it to being way bigger than a, a barn owl because people were like, Oh, you probably just saw a barn owl. And people were like, no, that's, that's not what this was. And so that's really what the Jersey devil was. It's basically a, a creature that was spotted in, in Southern New Jersey and kind of terrified a bunch of people. Um, barn owls are huge. They are big. I've had them um, swoop down on my car. That would have scared the screw. Of, it would have totally screwed me over and scared me had had I not known what it was. Yeah. What about uh, another famous one, uh, Nessie, the Loch Ness monster? Yeah, or other lake type monsters like that. There's a lot of them. There's a uh, oh god, what is it up in Canada? One of the lakes they have one called the Ogopogo. Hmm. Um, I remember my Canadian cousins were telling me about that, and they said they it was way better than Nessie. 
had a, <laughs> like a national pride thing about it. And, uh, but I could tell you this one, the, I, my father, we, like in our first episode, I was telling you about how my father was an adventurer and he dragged me along. Well, we were up in Lake Tahoe spending the night on, on his boat. And I had this fishing pole that was my lucky fishing pole that, um, that his old friend, Ted Novus, the, the singer had given him, given me. Uh, he was a big fisherman and he had like a thousand poles. So he just handed me one. And I swear to God with that, there's another thing we should talk about at some point is luck. Um, but that I had more luck with that fishing pole than any other fishing pole in my life. I could throw that, I could put anything on that fishing pole and throw it in and catch a fish guaranteed. Awesome. For, like a, for, did you have a nice lure or like what was the deal? It, did, like? it didn't matter what lure you put on it. It was that pole. Oh. And, and it was like about, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe 11 or 12 when they gave it to me. And I lost it when it was about 13. And, um, and the the way I lost it is is the story I'm about to tell you. I was in Tahoe and I would sleep I would sleep on the back deck in a sleeping bag. There was a and we would make this bunk that was actually just sleeping right there. And I would throw my pole out and with bait or something, and then I'd put it in so that only like an inch or two of the pole was hanging over the edge. So there's no way anything's going to pull it out of the boat, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd go to sleep. And there'd be a bell on it. So if the bell rang, I'd wake up and I know I'd have a fish. And um, the bell started ringing. I wake up in time to see the pole go sailing out of the boat and about 30 feet into the water and disappear. (laughs) We have no idea what it was, but my father finally said it had to have been uh, a lake sturgeon because apparently they're monstrously huge in that lake if they and they come out of the deep and of course i don't i know nothing about these so if a fishing expert is out there and they in a please let me know if i'm or maybe it's something else but apparently they're always way in the deep but at night they'll come up into the shallows and that was the only thing we could think of because it was really it had to have been something the size of a shark or, you know, I don't know what, but it just, like nothing, just pulled the whole pole out of the boat and, and sent it flying through the air and into the water. And it, it's, it's, I imagine this huge fish, and I mean, a fish that big is classified basically as a monster. And... <laughs> I can imagine it's trailing all these fishing poles around with it wherever it goes. <laughs> just like a, like, you know, tin cans on the back end of a just married uh, car. But I mean, so in olden times, when we didn't understand so much about the universe or think we did, back back when it was only Buddhists that, that the universe was a simulation, um, We'd experience all sorts of natural phenomena without any comprehension of what it was, and we'd attribute it to, basically, we'd have to use our imagination. And I think that's where, like, angels came from and and things like that. Doesn't mean they're not real. It just means that our interpretation of them might be completely wrong. Aliens, 
could be angels, as far as we know. Um, yeah. Future um, humans. Yeah, future humans um, mm-hmm. or, or beings from outside our universe or... Interdimensional beings, sure. <laughs> it could be uh, Donald Trump, for all we know. <laughs> I don't know why he's I threw that in there. There. He's <laughs> <Okay>. Whatever. <laughs> I'm backing away from that. This is a, this is not a political show. Um, and, and also I don't know where I was going with that. I was on some sort of thread and it just kind of like, I lost the end of it. <laughs> well, we were talking about that lake monster. And so you're bringing in monsters. And, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, how- yeah. But so that's the, that's the closest thing I have to a lake monster story. Man. And and I mean, that one that one was explainable, but I mean a, a fish that big is a monster as far as I'm concerned. Have you ever seen video of a pike? Uh uh-uh. Okay, no. I think it's a pike. I'm pretty sure it is. I'll have to check. But I I somehow stumbled onto a YouTube video of a pike attacking things, and one of them was there is these kittens. I swear to God, cats, young young cats, a little bit older than kittens, playing trying to bat things in the water and this huge fish comes up and eats one of the cats boom it's gone and it was a pike and there was another guy who was playing around or doing something with some bait and this thing comes up and bites him and he's got these big it was like he was attacked by a shark his arm was all shredded and blood was streaming and but they were laughing about it because of course they're drunk (laughs) and oh my god look i've been bit by a fish that's a freaking monster, oh, no. but, but but we're talking about things that are unknown to nature. That right. I'm, I'm kind of drifting off here. And everything, at, you know, like you said, at one point in time, everything was sort of unknown, and you'd attribute this scary word monsters to it, you know, and you'd, you'd attribute people of science as witches and wizards, or I'm not sure about wizards, but witches and um, witchcraft what? and well, scientists would be known as wizards. Hmm. If you if you time shift them, um, so Nessie, do you think Nessie's real? I mean, sure. I was really I really excited when the photos came because some scientist was like putting um, special cameras down there where like if 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 uh, they were triggered by sonar or something like that, and they caught all these amazing images. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, it's real, it's real. And then it came out, the fucker faked the goddamn things. Oh, do, you, do you remember that? I don't. I have no I think, idea. I think that we'll was have to share the, that with me. That was either in the seventies or eighties, and it was. I was, and it's like those guys who announced they 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 show these really realistic pictures of a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. That they captured, it. Yeah. yeah, and it was really like a bunch of crap put together, and yeah, and it was yeah. like the animal guts inside of it because one person actually found the suit that they used online at a store and compared the pictures, and then proved that <laughs> that they had bought a Bigfoot um, costume and stuffed it full of animal guts. Uh, that pisses me off because i mean it delegitimizes any serious attempt to find some of these creatures dear listener we're going to pause for a moment to allow space for a sponsor message which may or may not show up depending on some mysterious algorithm we'll be right back 
Hey, Jerry here. As some of you may have guessed, part of my day job involves setting up and maintaining websites. Recently, I had a project where I needed to convert an older website to WordPress, and part of the challenge was choosing the perfect website hosting service. I did a lot of research, and I finally chose DreamHost. Not only is DreamHost widely recognized, but they're the number one recommended hosting service by WordPress themselves. And WordPress has their own web hosting service, but they still wholeheartedly endorse DreamHost. Well, since then, I discovered I like DreamHost so much that I moved all my personal websites to DreamHost, including the blog for this podcast. And it is my great pleasure to have DreamHost be an affiliate sponsor to this show, and we can offer you, our listeners, $50 off if you sign up using our link. Now, we chose them, they didn't choose us. We wanted them specifically as a sponsor. So, if you are wanting to set up a website or a blog, and especially if you want to use WordPress, the easiest and most trusted content management system out there, just go to acceptablyreal.com slash dreamhost and sign up. Once again, if you use our link, you'll end up with $50 off and you'll be helping our show. Remember that link, acceptablyreal.com slash dreamhost, and get your website up and running today. Okay, the space for a sponsor message has passed. And with that, we return to the show. It does. And I, I don't know, like, I feel it's done in good intentions. Uh, these shows like Finding Bigfoot and stuff. And I love hearing stories about that kind of thing. And um, I, I'm glad that people still search for these things. Um, and so I don't think, you know, as long as the stories are there, I think that people will search for them and try to prove that they're real. I believe that things are still out there to be found. Mm-hmm. But faking it hurts the attempts to find it because it discourages people from looking because then then everybody gets pessimistic and they stop looking and if something somebody really does come up with some evidence well of course it's a scientific way to you know be skeptical anyway but now they're going to be hyper skeptical and also they're going to stigmatize people who would find them you know what i mean right kind of like People claiming to be abducted by UFOs are stigmatized as crazy. When who knows? It is absolutely within the realm of possibility that aliens are being down and and picking people up and examining them. In -hmm. fact, it is likely that if aliens exist that they're doing that. It's likely. I mean, you know, my feelings on this, you know, I feel like they're already here and all that stuff and. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, if anybody missed it, this was, uh, that was our, what, our second episode? Yeah. We, yeah, can, we, second. Can, we can start talking about aliens here again, because they definitely fit into this. Mm-hmm. The spooky gray aliens that are probably peeking at me through the window because I haven't shut the curtains yet. <laughs> right. I keep looking over. I'm, I'm in my uh, uh, dining room, and I'm looking over in my living room, and I have this huge bay window, um, and... I have these curtains that are open, like they should be tied to make them look all pretty and stuff, but they're just twisted because I'm trash. And uh, I, I keep imagining, like I heard a knock and I think maybe my dog upstairs is making noises, but I keep thinking there's the gray aliens are peeking in at me, wanting to abduct me and do weird things to my, myself. <laughs> uh, I won't get too graphic there, but you can use your imagination if you wish. Uh, I know um, there's. I, I knew some girls who were actually uh, looking forward to being abducted and, and probed. 
Um, oh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> seriously, <kidding>. seriously. <laughs> oh, the the idea used to turn her on. Um, mm. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, any certain redhead. I'm talking about someone from my past. Um, mm. um, wow, I completely <laughs> derailed myself by bringing that up. Um, but aliens, sure, they're, they're unknown. They are considered possibly monsters. If you were to see one in the wild, like a gray alien, stereotypical gray, you would think, holy crap, that is one monster. And, you know, well, imagine well, this. So funny, thing, funny thing about a simulation, funny thing about that, right? Yeah. There could be multiple simulations and possibly the simulations could be intertwined. Maybe yeah. a simulation is also called this thing called a dimension. The modules. And they're they're modules. added modules to the simulation that they, they purchase and add on. I know. I know this. Maybe this. Maybe this sounds crazy to some people. And sorry, but you know, it's it's definitely something to think about. And the simulation theory is definitely prevalent. And honestly, when I first heard this idea about the simulation, yeah, didn't you I kind of thought, a bunch of bullshit? Well, I did. And you know what? And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings out there who's listening. And I don't want to, you know whatever say anything about anyone's religion but it kind of the kind of whole idea was well you know it's cool because it makes sense it's cool because you know it puts things into perspective or it's cool because or i believe it because you know things are easier to understand in that light and it kind of makes me think of well the universe exists because god created it you know it kind of made me feel like kind of a side Pokey. And then once I read more into it about the whole mathematics and how everything's all patterny and how, uh, how exactly why they say it is the way it is with everything being broken down in a, in a bits and everything that that's a valid, valid possibility, you know? Oh, I know. And, um, well, I mean, we all... go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, imagine this, this kind of reminds me of, Back when everybody was absolutely certain, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the Earth was the center of the universe and the sun and everything revolved around the Earth. And then this crazy guy came up with this idea that, oh, no, actually the Earth revolves around the sun. And they're like, we're going to burn you at the stake now because that's a crazy idea. Mm. Well, the idea of us being in a simulated reality is exactly the same thing. It makes sense. It's, but it goes against what everybody really wants to think. Right. You know? Right. But, and, and I really even hesitate to believe it, but I kind of have to, I kind of have to just think it makes more sense this way. Mm. doesn't mean it's real and it's probably never provable. So it falls in the realm of God, or it falls in the realm of supernatural, the unknowable. It falls into the unknowable categories of philosophy, where mm -hmm. there's no way, like, what happened before the Big Bang? It is unknowable. Well, that's probably when they started the simulation. <laughs> you know, that's when they turned it on and went... Bleh! Oh, simulation running. Okay, let's see how far it'll go. And so the end of the universe is when they finally turn it off. Yeah, when we when we reach a certain stage where we're able to create these simulations by ourselves, and then I know how many create simulations and they create simulations. I know it's with inception. It becomes yeah. reality becomes inception. Mm -hmm. How many? And so 
and this was this was handled. Oh, it was so handled so beautifully in Rick. Oh, and by the way, I'm wearing the T-shirt. Rick and Morty. See, yes. Yeah. Oh, it. Uh, unfortunately, this is an audio podcast, but he and I are video. Um, uh, hangouting on Google, uh, so I'm I'm wearing a Rick and Morty T-shirt, but Rick and Morty actually covered this in <laughs> in an episode where the battery that runs his little home-built spaceship is actually powered by an entire universe and a civil simulation <laughs> that he created. And in so, the thinking's God. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you see that episode? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so he goes in there to see why it stopped working. And it's because a scientist in that reality had developed his own battery with his own thing. And so they had to go into that one and, and it kept going. <laughs> it just kept going. And then it made me think when they finally came back into the Rickard and Morty's, you know, real reality, the way Rick acts and the way he breaks the fourth wall makes me think that he knows that he is also simulated in our reality, and he doesn't want the show to get canceled because that would be the end of his reality. And yet here we are watching it, and we have someone watching us watching it, watching it, watching it. So it really it comes back to this wonderful question. Okay, and, and uh, it's relatable. So if there is a god who created the god, well, the God's God. Well, who created that God? Well, the God's God God created that God. And it, it never ends in, in either direction. And so we have another whole dimension of infinity that mm. we have to contemplate. And there's no way around that. <laughs> Pass the bong, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it makes sense that I'm drinking a culto beer right now. Um so, okay, I've ended my rant. You said you had a rant that you wanted to do about this. Or do we have to set it up? I think, okay. I, I don't know. I think we I think we got a lot of this. I mean, look, I don't want to go into religion. I don't want to do know. that. Maybe that's for another episode. I'd be, great. I'd be happy to do that in another episode. But as far as monsters are concerned. Monsters, yeah. Know, we're going to stay on track. We have... But what what is your favorite monster besides Bigfoot? Bigfoot, I don't. You know a lot of them. I don't. I don't think the Mad the Mad Gassers and Matoon were monsters either. Um, But really, you guys should look those up if you don't know what those are. Like I think that Bigfoot always held this place in my heart for me. Um, Men in Black did too. Yeah, I think Bigfoot would be my favorite monster. You know, I've always loved extreme northern california up in humboldt county not only because of the big trees but because and not only because that's some where some of the best marijuana is grown (laughs) and cultivated but also they have the highest number of bigfoot sightings than anywhere else in the world and that includes sightings of related creatures like the, the like the the Yeti, because the Yeti is snowman Yeti. Yeah, yeah. So the Yeti is basically the Sasquatch with white fur, from mm-hmm. what I understand. Now, if you get into um, Eastern religions, 
the the yeti is actually a shaman of the forest and uh it doesn't exist in our reality according to them it's it's something that you can only see when you go into trance and you go into trance and then you'll find the yeti and the yeti will lead you and of course to get into trance you have to you know drink some special herbal mix, mixture or, <laughs> or what have you but i mean so then then you get into the whole thing as well when you when you take a certain drug or maybe a hallucinogenic uh, substance is it actually scrambling your brain or is it pulling across the uh, open a veil and letting you see another whole higher sense of reality that has actually been filtered out from your day-to-day life i think the latter i think the latter i think everybody should agree that it's the latter well i mean i yeah. know and i've never tried it but i always wanted to try what is it um peyote. well no no peyote is strychnine um it's it's that other one that opium uh, no, opium opiates are bad because they 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 kill parts of your brain that they make it so you can't feel I'm pleasure just without it. For straws here. Um, no, no, it's uh, it's a hallucinogen, but it's a very special one. DNT. DNT. That's it. Because apparently, many people have the exact same experience mm-hmm. when they they take it. They they meet other creatures they go to a different place it's like they break out of the simulation mm-hmm. and there's always someone in the simulation in that experience that says what are you doing here you're not supposed to be here you're like yes, you've you come know. out to another reality and they're like wait a minute you get back in your box yeah, they're uh or, or they you know what happens you when you things. die well, when you when you pass away that's another uh, thing if, you know we didn't we didn't you, we didn't even touch upon that in the ghost episode. Well, well. Because well. if you pass away, and this is a simulation, you don't actually pass away. Your mm. code still exists. You know? And then you don't even talk about, is, is time part of the simulation? You know? Time is a made-up construct by man, my it, friend. Yeah. Uh, so, DMT with death. When you pass away, and you're slowly dying... Your body, your body naturally creates the MT. So when you when you're passing away and you are seeing things and you see the light, that is your body showing, giving you a nice trip. Basically, it's giving you these visions and it's giving you an experience, and that is due to the chemical DMT. Um, yeah, because they find DMT is in everything. It's it's mm-hmm. all across nature. It's in grass, and I'm not talking about marijuana i'm talking about lawn grass it's in you know plants it's in trees dmt is a very common common chemical from what i've read i i've never tried it and for legal reasons i don't think i should ever admit if i ever do but i haven't yet but i'm very curious about it i'm very you know i would like to get this preview of what to expect when i do leave this simulation or when my when my account is canceled or however you <laughs> rebooted into another shape yeah i don't know i don't know man I don't so know. many different things that could be expressed with the simulation theory there really is um 
And all these little kind of uh, hiccups or all these little errors that we call monsters or we call ghosts um, that we're saying are just because of the simulation. It's just. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. It really is. And it's the feeling that you get from experiencing these hiccups or, you know, these odd things that you see and look, I really feel like this, this podcast is turning into a, like a philosophical, a completely philosophical. And I love it. I love it so much. Um, but this viewpoint, it's definitely fascinating. And I, I like the idea of, of claiming that monsters or these, these uh, creatures that we haven't discovered yet are just hiccups in this, in this big, gigantic, enormous code. Something occurred to me, even if it isn't, all right, even if we're not simulated, simulated, as opposed to simulated <laughs> or assimilated, even if we're not, and this is base reality, we still all have this common perception of these things, whether we believe it or not. It's in the cosmic consciousness, not cosmic consciousness, in the collective consciousness. In our acceptable reality, yes. In our acceptable reality. And so, in a way, no matter what, they exist in some state. You know what I mean? Even mm. because, and here's where I'm going. So, let's let's set aside the whole idea for a second that we're in a simulation. And let's just accept this as base reality, right? But the the weird thing is, and this is another thing that's always fascinated me, thoughts are actually real things. They're not just these they're, they're real. Thoughts are actual real things. They cause change in reality around us, either through our physical action or through our, mm -hmm. our subliminal actions that, that we do because we're thinking about something and we act a certain way. And then you have that butterfly effect that goes out and changes stuff. And, and, and so I'm not talking about anything supernatural here. I'm just talking about we have these thoughts. The thoughts exist in this reality. The thoughts affect reality. Our thoughts are a part of reality. And so if we're all having these conscious thoughts about these creatures, in a way, in a way they do exist in some way. And so they're definitely acceptably real. Like how I bring that around? <laughs> you are a mastermind, my friend. Mastermind. <laughs> they are. They're acceptably real yes. in any way you want to look at it. And now that I've blown Joe's mind, which I didn't intend to do, but he's sitting there kind of going, what the fuck? Kind of like when we were, <laughs> like, kind of like when we were, we were watching um, uh, Arrival and when they had that huge twist at the end and we kind of looked at each other and went, uh, I've got to think about this for a while. <laughs> he's got that same look. <laughs> yeah. I went, I went home that night or I went to my parents uh, for a, a little bit to have some chili, I think it was. Uh -huh. And my mom kept asking me about because I was I just moved to Ohio, and my my mother kept asking me different things. So what, you know, are, are you sure you did this? Are you sure you did this? Like, I love your are mom. Are gonna by have the this way. for you? Yeah, thank you. She's a very She's sweet a lady. Sweetheart. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I I had a look at her and I was like, Mom, I'm not trying to be mean right now, but I literally cannot think about the things you were asking me to. Let me just <laughs> this chili and let me go home and and finish sleeping. 
because I just don't know. I'm, I'm overwhelmed to the max <laughs> right now. Yeah, they actually came up to see me last weekend. It was nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but without getting – okay, well, let, let's let's end the episode and then we yes. can, like, talk about personal stuff. Sure, and sure. so this uh, – I don't know if that's a bad way to end an episode, but uh, we're going to go ahead and close this down. I think we've yeah. actually really kind of wrapped as much of our – arms around the subject as we possibly can yes at least for this episode so this is jerry and this is joe saying thank you for listening and please let us know your thoughts in the comments uh at acceptablyreal.com and or mm. the facebook page that we have yet to create that will be existing by the time you hear this i would like to know what blew your mind i would like to know your favorite monster I would like to know your philosophy on things. Tell us in the comments. All right. Bye, everybody. Join us again next week, and we'll see you later.